Wednesday, March 2, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Network Information Service. I'm Robert John. Three Malaysian churches attacked in Allah dispute. Three churches in Malaysia were attacked with firebombs, causing extensive damage to one, as Muslims pledged Friday to prevent Christians from using the word Allah. Many Malay Muslims, who make up 60% of the population, are incensed by a recent high court decision to overturn a ban on Roman Catholics using Allah as a translation for God in the Malay edition of their main newspaper. Quote, Islam is above all. Every citizen must respect that, unquote, said Ahmad Johari, who attended prayers at the National Mosque. We can fight to the death over this issue. Home Minister Hishamuddin Hussein said the country's leaders were very concerned and, quote, we don't want this to spread out into something else. The tribes of Sabah and Sarawak, who speak only Malay, have always referred to God as Allah, an Arabic word used not only by Muslims, but also by Christians in Muslim-majority countries such as Egypt, Syria, and Indonesia. Many Malaysian Muslims, on the other hand, say its use by others would mislead people, tempting them to convert to Christianity. Since the verdict, Hateful comments and threats against Christians have been posted widely on the Internet, but this was the first time the controversy became destructive. What is the proper Christian response to such hatred? Our Lady said on November 25, 1991, Dear children, pray that from your heart would flow a fountain of love to every person, both to the one who hates you and to the one who despises you. That way, you will be able, through Jesus' love, to overcome all the misery in this world of sorrows, which is without hope for those who do not know Jesus. This is the MEDG Network Information Service. Violent earthquake rocks Chile. Tsunami heads toward Hawaiian islands. An earthquake a thousand times stronger than the one that recently struck Haiti rocked Chile on Saturday, February 27, 2010. The epicenter of the quake hit near the city of Concepcion. Our Lady said on March 25, 1990, God wants to save you and sends you messages through men, nature, and so many things, which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life. The force from the quake 
cause tsunami waves to form and head out towards some 53 nations and territories. Officials in Hawaii stated they expected the waves to be the largest to hit Hawaii since 1964. Due to the knowledge of the approaching waves hours before they were to make landfall, a call to prayer was promulgated by various groups, including Medjugorje.com, and prayers were sent up across the world for those who would be hit. A spokesman for Medjugorje.com said, quote, We heard from people all over who were offering this intention to Our Lady today. The community of Caritas also offered this intention and prayer to Our Lady during the time she appears in Medjugorje. We heard from many people who, as soon as we notified them, began sending the request for prayer out to everyone they knew. End quote. Contrary to the drastic predictions, the actual effects of the tsunami waves were quite different. Gerald Fryer, a geophysicist with the Pacific Tsunami Warning Center, said after the tsunami hit the Hawaiian Islands, quote, it's almost the best sort of tsunami you can possibly have, one that's big enough that everyone sees that something happened, but not big enough to cause any damage. Fryer also said, it's beginning to look like we escaped sort of with the skin of our teeth. Many believe that the severity of the waves was abated due to the prayers of thousands across the world who were praying for those in harm's way. Our Lady of Medjugorje said before December 26, 1982, You have forgotten that through prayer and fasting you can suspend the laws of nature. From the Medj Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Medjugorje.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Undeniable. Unstoppable. No one on earth will escape it. Changing the course of history till the last man walks the earth. Never has the world seen before, and once gone, never will they see again. Medjugorje, the apparitions of the Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace, the final call to conversion, and the last apparitions on earth. Medjugorje, the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, available from Caritas of Birmingham. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjmart, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Medjugorje, the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and over the course of the next hour, 
a friend of Medjugorje will be discussing uh, with us the message that we received earlier today through Mariana. And for those of you who are new to Medjugorje or to Medjugorje.com, Our Lady designated uh, the second of every month as a day of prayer for non-believers. And several years ago, Our Lady began also to give messages on this day. And uh, so these messages are given for the world uh, on this day, uh, the special day of prayer for non-believers. For our regular listeners joining us, uh, we welcome you again to the broadcast. Uh, For those of you who have been visiting Medjugorje.com over the past two days, you have seen the special announcement that has been posted on the site, and a friend of Medjugorje will speak uh, about that a little bit later on in the broadcast. But first, Our Lady's message, and as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. May we come before you in praying for your intentions. We seek in a special way that you grant us every grace necessary to, to know the special times that we're in, that we have your grace upon us and in us. We beg your intercession for this request. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Reconciliation, and Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. But we want to welcome you as always. It's such a joy to be able to share uh, our sentiments with walking with something so grand as no one had in in history with the kings and the queens or the greatest and the people who walked the earth before from Moses to Abraham to the great presidents or the kings of nations. And here we have today the queen who's with us, and who, in fact, today did identify herself as queen. And this joy that we have, and and to the degree, the more we go into this, the more we recognize this event that took place today and grasp and understand the significance of it, it's to the degree that we'll be able to realize how privileged we are as a people to know these things. So without any more hesitation, the March 2nd, 2010 message that Mariana received today from Our Lady at the Blue Cross, dear children, in this special time of your effort to be all the closer to my son, to his suffering, but also to his love with which he bore it, I desire to tell you that I am with you. I will help you to triumph over the errors and temptations with my grace. I will teach you love, love which wipes away all sin and makes you perfect, love which gives you the peace of my Son now and forever, peace with you and in you because I am the Queen of Peace. Thank you. It's always exciting to see the first 25th messages that when they began January 25th, 1987. And we still had this newness with Mariana's message because it's, it's differentiated, really, even the way Our Lady ends it. With Maria, of course, she always says, thank you for ever responding to my call. With, Maria, with Mariana, Our Lady always just says, thank you. Uh, because, again, there is a distinguishing difference between the, world, the message to the world on the 25th of each month as opposed to the second of the month for Mariana. 
which is for us, actually. It's just given through her. And so this message today uh, is profound in many ways in that we're to be taught about love and how love is to bear all things. And we've often heard Our Lady reference and to be relatively to walk and be once she said be a reflection of Jesus. How do you be a reflection of Jesus? He's, he was without sin. How do you become perfect? She's told us before, be perfect as Jesus is perfect. How do you do that? Because again, he was God and he was without, without sin. How do you how do you be perfect like Mary? Years ago, I asked Mariana about that, and she said, "Our Lady never put herself first. Her whole entire life, she put herself second. Now, on the surface, that may sound not so a big a deal, but you think about it. In every situation, every desire, every time you're really starving and everybody else has just ate, and you put yourself second uh, at the end of the line, all kinds of things like this." Think of walking your whole life and never putting yourself first one time in one instant. This is the kind of creature God created through the Holy Virgin Mary. And this who comes now without error telling us how to triumph over the errors that's invaded us. From our understanding of politics, from our understanding of the environment, from our understanding about school, the universities, uh, the way we live, our whole way of life, the way we handle with money, everything is full with errors. In fact, we strayed so far. I remember years ago, probably 20 years ago in the Medjugorje movement, a priest, one well, only at that time in the Medjugorje movement, says, you have to realize that the fact that the Virgin Mary is coming is not because the church is in good shape. It's very, very, very sick. Now, back in the 80s, we had no idea how sick things would be and some of the things that would come out, even at the church. We're diseased. We're diseased, therefore, as a people. Christendom is diseased. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be having the battles we have right now. And so we're full and filled and engrossed in error. So our lady said, I will help you to triumph over the errors and temptations with my grace. And, of course, I wrote about this today. This is the first time ever that we've seen our lady refer to this for grace she always says, I can't do anything without you. I can't do anything without God. You know, I obtain the grace for you. She's, she's speaking almost futuristic about my grace. She's given something of a position of her grace to give to us. And no, she still doesn't origin out, but neither does the moon have light. But God can give that light on the full moon each month, just like you give Our Lady in this her time, she says, at this moment, until the rest of the world is no more, to a position of a greater dispenser of these graces. I've always been convinced and believed that Our Lady has given us some kind of special position through what she'll be able to accomplish here on saving the world at this moment. A higher elevation, a higher position in heaven, and even more authority. You say, can she ha is she topped out authority? She hasn't even topped out with the visionaries every day for 28 years in her beauty. And do you think she's completely topped out in her authority? God's granted her more. For 1981 years, since her existence, or rather less than that, we're going by Jesus' date, so add maybe 17 more years to that if she was 16 or 17 when she gave birth to Jesus. But whatever those years are, but up to 1981, 
the year of our Lord. Mary had never been given what she's given now. Now, at Rudebach in Paris, France, Our Lady showed St. Catherine holding a globe. She says, this is the world, particularly France. So this is prophetic. This is something that was coming. And yes, she was being entrusted in the miraculous medals, one of those steps to help us grow in devotion to the Holy Virgin Mary for her day, June 24, 1981, when she came on the scene on the world. And it's then that she said, in those beginning years, that the world does not even know which sin it sinks in. I've come to draw it out to save it from the whirlpool, basically. So it's drowning in the whirlpool. She is entrusted to the world. It's given to her these moments. And you don't want to be a part of it? Or you want to be part-time in the Medjugorje devotion? Or you say it's too hard? What's too hard is what we're experiencing now. We always have a moment where we're coming out of uh, coming to spring. And right now, in this middle of this winter, we have this time where everything's asleep. And even in this message today, or was it on the 25th? Our Lady says on the 25th, so that all the good which has fallen asleep in you, in you and your hearts may awaken to a new life and longing toward eternity. Uh, several people have contacted us. This is, look what happened when you're sleeping in the book. And maybe we can get into some of that in, in a few moments. But the most important thing is, is we have fallen asleep. Our lady asked us just a few days ago, which is fallen asleep in your hearts. What? The good. So look what happened while you're sleeping. While we were not good, while we were not watching, we were desensitized to the things that surrounded us. What were surrounded us? Errors and temptations. And with her grace, she's come to pull us out of that. And we're in a long winter right now. We're in a cold, hard winter. But Our Lady says on the 25th again that this is the time of grace when nature also prepares to give you the most beautiful colors of the year. I call you, little children, open your hearts to God, the Creator, to transform and mold you. In his image, so that all the good which has fallen asleep in you and your hearts may awaken to a new life. We are in such a winter physically. Seems like winter won't even go away. But we know spring's coming. We know it may not be easy. We may be more difficult. But we can say the same thing about the winter of the economy, the winter of our society, the culture, how we've, we've, we're dead in a winter. And our ladies come in this time, her time, this is my time, she says, to put us back into springtime, a new springtime for the church, something that we've never seen before, something that we can hope for that will cause a great joy for us. Turn the earth hard as stone, and silent the seed 
lies beneath ice and snow And my heart's heavy now But I'm not letting go Of this hope I have That tells me spring is coming Spring is coming And all we've been hoping and longing for Soon will appear Spring is coming Spring is coming It won't be long now It's just birds start to sing, feel the life in the breeze, watch the ice melt away, the kids are coming out to play, feel the sun on your skin, growing strong and warm. There's something moving, something is breaking through, new life is breaking through, spring is coming, spring is coming, all we've been hoping and longing for, soon will So we have much to look forward to when we contemplate the messages. On March 25th, 19, or 2009, Our Lady says, Dear children, in this time of spring, when everything is awakening from the winter sleep, you also awaken your souls with prayer so that they may be ready to receive the light of the risen Jesus. Little children, 
May he draw you closer to his heart so you may become open to eternal life. I pray for you and intercede before the Most High for your sincere conversion. Thank you for having responded to my call. It's so beautiful that one of the traits Our Lady has in her messages is always wetting and threading this through her the, the seasons. And there's no mistake that Jesus was crucified and, of course, Passover and the time everything comes anyway, but that spring, all this ended up in spring because it is resurrection time. Our Lady wants to give us these messages parallel in nature that we physically see that our God is in control, that he can, he's in charge of everything that we do. And so when we're always looking at this, it speaks to us. I know I was out of town yesterday. We were holed up um, in a house for Medjug- really working on Medjugorje.com, as many of you read and what we were doing right now. If you haven't read the stop on the first page when it comes on, I recommend you completely read that. But this is the time of year we really go in and really think, think, what we're going to do with Medjugorje.com, where we're going to go with it, where was our successes last year, what, what do we need to improve for this year? And so we spend most of our year praying, and when we get ready to do these intensive sessions, which is for two months, we'll be working on MajorGory.com, we really look strong at the needs and how we're going to prepare. What are we going to do when the time of the secrets come? How will we deal with that? Uh, we're, we're waiting for the secrets, just like we're waiting for spring right now. And that's going to come some point in time where it's going to be a, a profound moment that hits us. Someone sent in a question. says, do you think there is a defining moment that is going to come outside of our own deaths when we have finished our race in which we will feel an empowerment that comes from Our Lady bringing us to the victory over our errors and temptations? Most of us feel like we are far away from living that victory in our everyday lives. Is Our Lady talking about a gradual change that comes from daily conversion? Or as I said, do we think there will be a moment in time when Powell were hit with her grace and be changed forever? Well, certainly our power is going to come from the secrets. The secrets are going to do many, many things. First, purify on our hearts. Secondly, get rid of all ego and arrogance in us. We're going to be humbled. We're going to realize that uh, our, our, what we think of ourselves, what we think of our our advances, our technology, our, our investments, our material wealth, or our power, or just uh, our vanity even, our looks. All these things are going to be nailed to nothing, crushed down to powder when we see the might of God before us and what he might do. How can that manifest? We know nothing about what kind of things the secrets will be about. People often ask, what, what do you think? I don't know. One thing I do know is you're going to know us of God. And when God shows himself, Peter, James, and John had to bow their face in the ground because they couldn't even look at Jesus at the transfiguration. Uh, Moses is the same. You know, dare not look upon God. So his hand coming down upon the world in some way could be an in, in just interior. Maybe nothing physically will happen. Maybe it's just going to be some kind of interior judgment. Can you imagine what it's like to stand at the point of death, the throes of death, just after death, your soul, you don't lose it, say you drown. 
Do you quit thinking? No, your, your, your conscience is alive. Your material brain may die, but there's nothing, nothing clicks well. This switch went off. It was a three-second delay, and then suddenly my conscience wakes up. Your soul doesn't die. It will never die. In fact, the souls of hell, I was just reading something interesting, that they, they just wish they could end. They will never be able to end. They wish their torment could, they'd rather never be like an animal, which has no soul, just cease to be. But forever, ever, they're eternally damned and never will cease to be. And so at that moment of death, our conscience is just the same. It just, you drown, you die, and you think, oh, that pain's gone because you don't feel your body, but your soul's there. But from one moment to the next, you're standing in front of Jesus. What are you going to feel like? What will that do to you? What would it be like to be judged at that moment? How arrogant are you going to be if you have arrogance in your ego, even for a damned? person you know everything is in front of god that you realize you're powerless you're nothing you're naked as yaakov said you know and maria said too that they feel naked in front of lady because she knows every single thing about them she knows what they did yesterday she knows what they're thinking she knows what they did before you know yaakov says Ali even knows what's going on with my little toes he feels this total nakedness in front of her there's nothing that can hide from her and so at this moment, this passage from this life when your body dies, but not your conscience, not your thinking, just as you think, now you're going to have it. What if the first secret is that? No, no physical earthquakes or everything happening, but you just get an internal meaning judgment. Can you imagine how horrific that would be? And sometimes I tend to think that's something what it's going to be, some kind of enlightenment or, or a favor. It'd be just like our lady to do, do something of that type to give us some kind of judgment. But that power, yes, that will come, as, as the person wrote here questioning this. Is it going to be a gradual change? It's going to be a radical change, just like from nowhere plants start seeding out of the ground and, and start growth. It just looks like springs on us. It may last three weeks. It may last five. But suddenly all this stuff seems to come up from overnight. And so it will be the culture. The purpose of really coming is have a defining moment. The secrets are a defining moment. And Our Lady is showing us this. She's telling us this to wipe away our sins, to make us perfect. And what makes us perfect is love. Never finishing the point earlier in the program, love is what makes us perfect. Because we can't be like Jesus. We can't be, because we're not born with that sin. We're not conceived with that sin. But one thing will make us as perfect beings is if we love. And so we need to understand that God is in control. We're waiting for the secrets. Will uh, it'll be a check in a man's power? It will be a defining moment, and from there, her grace will change the world forever. It will give us the instrument and the tools to make it through the time of the tribulation and Antichrist. And this is a trial run. There's no question that we have a system that easily can be the Antichrist system. Everything from the powers that be in, uh, in our, our in our governments and in the world, the thinking, the United Nations, all this thing is there. For one to rule over all of us. But I am convinced because of our lady coming, it's the Tower of Babel, because we're building this thing to the sky and this Antichrist system, and we're not ready for it as Christians. We don't have the fiber, the stamina, the resistance, and the resilience to stay away and not be vacuumed into the, the, the Antichrist system. But our lady's messages will harden us toward that, soften us toward God, teach us to love. And teaches at the same time to hate sin because we know what to do. 
And so we've got a trial run. We've got this period of time we've been given as a great grace. Our lady says, this is a grace. that You're in a time of grace. And so I'm convinced that she's come to tear down the Tower of Babel, which is the culture, the structure, the way it's all going, all these eras. And then we have this, what she referred to, you have a possibility for 100 years of peace, a century of peace. Would the system be built back then? Probably so. And what would we be looking at at that time? Well, we'll be looking at a time of the fruit of the secrets, because that'll be after the secrets. What now, what now we're, we're waiting for these secrets. And this is how it should be. It's not how it's going to be, or how it could be. But in the end, everything we need to understand that Our Lady is coming to release these three secrets to show that God is in control. He is the one, He is the one that shows us what we're to be doing. And while He's in control, and while He's watching us, we can rest in peace that God will cleanse everything one day and work it all out for us. This is not how it should be This is not how it could be But this is how it is And our God is in control This is not how it will be When we finally will see see with our own eyes He was always in control And we'll sing
God is in control. society goes today in its structure and its direction, we often lose sight that God is in control. And we seem so helpless. Seems so often that you hear the news, you see the direction of our culture, and it gives reasons for us sometimes to justify us when we get away from our latest messages or from God that it's hopeless. And indeed it is. Uh, we wouldn't have... It's like an alcoholic who bottoms out. They have to bottom out before they can realize the serious situation they're in. And so Our Lady's coming, again, as we said earlier, because the world is very sick. And we should contemplate those things that how blessed, how blessed, how blessed we are that God has chosen to send her which she's referred to herself as his love comes to the earth every day. Speaking to herself almost as a third person in her message. But God's love love is best displayed through his mother. And what she did is co-redemptrix. And what she will be. January 25th, 2009, our lady says, Dear children, also today, I call you to prayer. May prayer be for you like the seed that you'll put in my heart, which I will give over to my son, Jesus. Here it is. She relates constantly back to agricultural, back to the parallels of the spiritual life with growth, planting the seed. She's saying plant our prayers plant the seed in her heart. Why? Because we're mumbling sometimes and we're doing this and that and coming back from out of town, I was... I was um, you know, everybody was asleep in the car coming back and didn't get into 12 o'clock last night. I knew I was going to have to get up at 3.30 and start writing about the second of the month message. So I realized I better be praying. So I just started one rosary. And before I ended, I had said 11 rosaries. And then after that, I already said everything twice. I figured, and, and a third time, and I figured I'd just start saying, Hail Mary, our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Bees. And when I got up this morning to write, I was so tired and sleepy because the last two days have been real intense before that, not, not a whole lot of rest, that I, was, I didn't know what I was going to write. I read the message and I just started writing. And the fruit of that prayer is what came out on paper. I thought, this is nice. I didn't have to think a lot. I just had to pray a lot. And what came out, came out. And so sometimes we can even pray, which my prayer was intense last night, driving back, but Elay says, may prayer be for you like the seed that you'll put in my heart, which I will give over 
over. She gives over our prayers through her heart. She plants a seed in her heart. She grows it. She perfects it. She takes our mumbling or distractions and all these things and makes it sound like an angel's praying before the throne of God. I'd like to see what she, her transfiguration of my prayers, I'd like to see what she does with them after it goes into her heart and then change it from there where I go from these prayers. The Holy Queen, Mother of Jesus, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, Queen of Nations, Queen of all hearts, The Woman of Revelation, The Queen of Peace asks you to spread her call to the ends of the earth. Medjugorje.com A tool for you to spread Our Lady's way of life and change the world. Medjugorje.com Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Spread to all your family and friends, Medjugorje.com. From Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So continuing with this message of January 25th, 2009, when our lady asked us to pray and to put, she'll put that in her heart just like a seed. She'll grow it for us, perfect it, change it to something else. She goes on and says, Jesus for you, for the salvation of your soul. So she makes us sound better. I know some of these Stars who sing and things like that, that, that once they go in the studio, they, they sound so much better than when they sing it if you heard them naturally. I think Willie Nelson's that way. I never thought this guy could sing that great. And if you heard him without all the stuff he's got, he can't. But the studio makes him sound a whole lot better. And then background music and then background vocals changes everything for him. And so I guess this is the way Ali does the same thing. She makes our prayers so much sweeter, so much more profound in front of the throne of God. Because while she may have that in her heart, she can repeat those words that I ask, what you ask for God. And when it comes to her sweet lips, man, it's powerful. So this is beautiful. I want to read this to you again because it's profound what she says here. Also today, I call you to prayer. May prayer be for you like the seed that you will put in my heart, which I will give over to my son Jesus for you, for the salvation of your souls. Our lady was once asked, should we address our prayers to you or to Jesus? She says, she, it's incredible because she says, okay, I'm going to be theologically correct. She says, to Jesus. That was her answer. Because it was uh, uh, from a priest, I think the question was, to see, you know, are we putting Jesus in front of Jesus? So her answer is correct. She says, to Jesus. But then she says, but during the meantime, all your prayers are going to help you through me. 
So she established what theology is. Then she comes saying, but Jesus is wanting me to have them. In other words, I'm going to give them to you. So they, they're going, Jesus, your prayers are going to go through me to Jesus. Our lady goes on and says, I desire, little children, for each of you to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future. You would think the way many of us live, the way the culture's going, that the only future we have is this life on earth. And most never wake up from that truth until they're confronted with Dr. Death himself. And then everything changes. Suddenly they want to pray. Suddenly they want to change. Even the most ardent person against God even has doubts, even if he doesn't move to accepting God. So our lady goes on and says, which is your future for all worldly things, rather. I desire our children for each of you to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future, and for all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God the Creator. So the things of the earth are supposed to be used as temporal goods. It's a temporal thing in this life. When you get on a bus, it takes you from one stop to the next. And that's all this life's about, is getting on the bus and to go somewhere else. This life's purpose is to see where you're going to spend eternity. Nothing else. There's no other reason for this life except that, to see and to test you where you'll spend eternity. I am with you for this long because you are on the wrong path. Only with my help, little children, you will open your eyes. There are many of those who, by living my messages, comprehend that they are on the way of holiness toward eternity. That's what you long for. That's what you want. When you see the difficulties of this life, when you wake into the new life, you start thinking of, oh, this isn't going to be lasting forever. And it's incredible what Our Lady does as far as showing the parallels of this life and what happens to us. I know we have some friends of the mission who uh, are Protestants. They never even thought about being Catholic. But they had lost their son years ago. It was their only son. And Our Lady says in this message today that in this special time, all your efforts to be all the closer to my son, to his suffering, but also to his love, which he bore it. And we think of the life of Christ, we think of the difficulties, the confrontations with the, those who were against him, the Pharisees, everything that he triumphed over, all the errors that were thrown at him, and yet how he bore that with love. How is your suffering? What are you going through? What are the things you have to offer? Be it your son's a soldier and you're worried about his life, be it that you're worried about your, your spouse, or have you lost your spouse? your financial difficulties, whatever those things may be, Our Lady says today, bear those things as Jesus bore those sufferings. And she says, in this time of your efforts to be our closer, one thing when you get converted to Medjugorje, you begin to suffer. You think, gosh, I had it better when I, when I was loosely living. Well, the wicked gets by and he strikes him at once. But when you convert, you go through a long overhaul. When you got to rebuild an engine that's burning oil, there's a lot of things got to happen. New parts have to be put into it. You need a new heart. It's not pleasant. You know, there's a breaking down of that. That breaking down is usually suffering and trials. And so this couple that we knew very well, 
and know very well now, um, they lost their only son. And they were at the funeral, and here they are before the casket, and she's, she, can't, she can't take it. She can't accept this. And someone had sent a wreath, and she looked off to the left or so, and there was a wreath. In the middle of the wreath was a little small statue of the Virgin Mary. She immediately saw it, and immediately came to her heart. She says, that's the only person that understands what it's like to lose her son. And she asked for that statue. She, from there, became involved with us, became, went to Medjugorje, still Protestant, but very much in love with the Holy Virgin Mary. And so Our Lady teaches us so many stories of what to do and how life is that we can relate to in all circumstances to Our Lady. My only son goes off to war He's unafraid to live and die for A people who don't even know who he is And I understand now just what you did This is my son
So whatever our suffering may be, whatever our difficulties may be, our lady went through everything. Not just her only son she gave up, but the whole trials, the whole efforts of having the joy of the closeness of God and not being spared difficulties. And she bore it. And that's what our lady teaches today. But when you do that and you carry that, what do you receive? Peace. On April 25th, 2009, our lady says, Dear children, Today I call you all to pray for peace and to witness it in your families so that peace may become the highest treasure on this peaceless earth. I am your queen of peace and your mother. I desire to lead you on the way of peace, which comes only from God. Therefore, pray, pray, pray. And so it is Our Lady tells us, I will teach you love. Love which wipes away, this is today's message, love which wipes away all sins and make you perfect, love which gives you the peace of my Son now and forever, peace with you and in you, because I am the Queen of Peace. And that's one thing that's peace, if we, if we thoughtfully ask ourselves and reflect it on that, what, what is the highest treasure on earth? Who would ever say peace? But for those who taste peace, in fact, I saw somebody write in the last day or two. Um, they says that they can't believe it, the situation in the world, but they feel so happy and so uh, so in peace that they don't know why they feel so good about this. But peace makes that way. If you if you're at peace, if you're in the middle of the foxholes in in Normandy during World War Two, World War Two, or in Iraq today, or in the midst of of a crisis. In fact, some of the most deepest crises I've ever experienced, I felt the presence of God so strong. It was my, my highest form of peace I've ever felt. I, I felt the presence of the, even angels. And so that's how the martyrs went to the Colosseums. And sometimes if you really got, have God in your heart and you want that, when you're in the most difficult circumstances, you can experience that greatest peace. And that surpasses all understanding because it's the times when you think that wouldn't happen. But if you operate in the world, you're your own man, you're operating off your ego and all vanity, you won't experience that. So Our Lady says on this April 25th, 2009 message, the greatest treasure, her words were, the highest treasure on this earth is peace. And it's only Jesus that can give us that peace. So what about Jesus? How is it that we get this peace from Jesus? Well, our parents have always told us, our lady gave the message, but, you know, the dream of your fathers, good parents always point us back to Jesus. You know, sometimes we hit rock bottom. Sometimes we, we're we so erred um, in our path, and like our message I read a little while ago, we, we're on the wrong path because of the wrong way we use uh, Worldly things, I says, I'm with you on this this long because you are on the wrong path. And so we need to understand, what about Jesus? What about him? What is the way to walk with Jesus? And what happens when we have a great loss in our life and we have this suffering? Well, when we, when we think about Jesus and how he bore it, it strengthens us. And when you look at Jesus, you receive peace, this highest treasure on earth. 
Our Lady wants us to learn these things. She's teaching us how to cope with these things. Last night I hit rock bottom Finally saw right through myself It wasn't long till I called mama I wouldn't want to call no one else And I knew exactly what she'd say But I wanted to hear it anyway She said, what about Jesus? What about Jesus? He's the answer you've been searching for Cause it's a long What about Jesus in your life? Our lady said you must read the Bible every day. Have you read your Bible today? We have to take our lady seriously and her words when she asks us to do something, we should do it because that brings you to the highest treasure on earth. And those woes that's going to come, our lady says, about as Jesus bore his suffering, she also expects and has that expectation of us. And that's how we'll triumph over errors, and that will wipe away our sins because we learn to perfect our love in the midst of trial. 
This is your path. This is your walk. Not because I gave it to you. Because I gave it to myself. I walk in many eras. You walk in eras because we're part of a world and a culture that's so erred that the Holy Virgin Mary, thank God, has come. And so that's one thing that all things work even evil toward God's good for those who love God. So that's what you're called to do is to love God. We want to continue Medjugorje.com. We want it to expand. We have many things to do with it. This is the time of year that we go on as short as possible fundraiser for the next year's budget, which is become a core group member. We ask that you spread this and tell others about it. It's very important to read the stop sheet or the stop page when you first come on Medjugorje.com. We don't want to be in the business of raising funds. We want to be in the work of spreading Our Lady's message. And Our Lady said, message I quoted to you earlier, use the things of this world, you know, for eternal gain. And that's what Medjugorje.com is about, the community, our life, Caritas of Birmingham, all of our aspects of our mission from our presses all the way through the computers. It's just temporal goods. These things are dust. They'll go away. But if they help someone gain eternal life, they become valued all the way through eternity. Not in what it did in and of itself, but what it did for God's kingdom and the proclamation of the kingdom of God. So we close with these thoughts. We ask you to think of what about Jesus? What did he do for you? How do you gain that treasure of peace, the highest treasure? Read Our Lady's messages every day. Follow her guidance. Long for her. Long for eternal life. Pray for it. Pray many rosaries. But give her your heart. Good night. We love you. We wish you Our Lady. <laughs>